Welcome to the Big Dogs Podcast. This is James Fitzgerald, and this is episode 29. Um, This episode is on uh, the 32nd really hard interval on an assault bike times five. Yep, I'm going to lay out a specific workout and talk about everything inside of it. So for those of you geeks on uh, dose response and the effects of workouts and love the aspect of just sending this simple puppy out stay on for those you can get the hell out of the country that's a joke that's an inside joke for some would understand Um, I purposely say that though because based upon how I set up some language on the last call um, some of the uh, aspects around my language on country got misconstrued I uh, I'm not going to apologize for that because my intent was I believe in the right place but I know that sometimes the language can misinterpret things and uh, so for that I just uh, would would thank those that did reach out and wanted some clarification and I hope I got that for you because um, you know what I mean the uh, sponsor for today is uh, remarkable um, it's a great little tool if you haven't checked it out for um, saving paper uh, I'm not pushing towards uh, don't worry I'm not being paid by a lumber um, or so the anti-lumber yards um, or lobbying against that, but uh, Remarkable is quite a remarkable little tool. It's a little costly right now. It'll scale down. I know it's less in cost, um, and uh, you should check it out. It's an opportunity for you to keep your notes in one little tablet, and you can transform those notes over to text in different formats, and um, you can keep it up in the cloud and, and uh, save some paper. It's probably uh, slightly better than an iPad just based upon its specifics for what it does. I'm sure you can do the same kind of things on an iPad or a Samsung derivative, but um, just being honest, it's a good uh, it's a good piece of tool. It's a good tool for coaches who want to keep your notes in place. I'm very analog. I like writing stuff down, and my office is littered with paper, and I'm just trying to lessen that so I keep it all in one place. Um, and last point on that, <clears throat> I did have mine before Carl Hardwick did, uh, just in case you see him uh, um, talking about it or Instagramming it. Um, just want to know where it happened first, okay? Uh, this, the reason why it might be important to discuss it here today is I look on my Remarkable for the notes. Um, we are weeks out from uh, the Open, first time ever taking place in October. Um, just some considerations for that. If you believe in uh, energy and uh, you believe in seasonal training and seasonal eating and you believe in you know, the amount of times that the sun is uh, up during the day at different months and um, the preparation schedule and rhythm. Um, I hope some of you coaches out there who are really super interested in that aspect of circadian rhythm and flow of energy uh, realize that having this kind of an event for five weeks in October is really going to shift a lot of things. You know, um, When people set up their year five or six, seven years in a row uh, for a majority of individuals to go through that pain for Really, it's eight to ten weeks because there's preparation and then recovery. Um, it has always landed at a certain time of year, so you can set your energy and your year up for that. You know, based upon a time of spring, it's an evolution of new things. We're, you know, getting rid of that uh, winter fat. Um, we're probably uh, starting to eat a little bit more fruits. Sunshine is a little bit more during the day. You get where I'm, get where I'm going with that. And now in October, it's reversing that. So I want to think about. You know the folks in Australia and the different time of year and 
and the specific differences for them at this time of year, I just say that because in the Western world, where we are in North America, we take that for granted. But uh, there's a lot of wacky things that'll happen um, for energy and preparation now for October. So just don't use your rest on your laurels on uh, and what's previously happened for your preparation. You know, the post, it was always, you know, post Christmas, I get into it. And I think some people will miss the boat on it this year because um, the post Christmas situation really woke people up whether you liked it or not you know it was january 7th and you were just like someone someone kind of hit you with an email it's like hey man you know uh you sign up for eight weeks you're like fucking eight weeks you know and then you just turn the turn it on so um we are close right we are very close and with weeks out this is also a possible strategy what i'll talk to you today about 30 seconds hard on an assault bike times five um, as an interval with five minutes rest between each period. Um, it may be a biohack, uh, fast track approach to getting people up to capacity uh, by doing that today. Uh, the history of this specific, specific prescription uh, outside of, um, you know, I've, I think I've clearly defined exactly what we're talking about here and maybe I'll spend a little bit more on it, but uh, the history of it is that uh, it really didn't come into being without the flywheel bike. Um, and I'll try to use the words of uh, uh, the air bike, the assault bike, because I think assault is, uh, is a better machine at the end of the day um, for a number of different reasons. Um, the two main things that I, stick out in my mind, because it's lengthy, it's another, another time, but um, I love the chain interaction with what it sounds like, to be honest, and uh, it's a good feel. Um, and I like the turnover. Um, I think it's a little more grindy for the, uh, the, the Rogue uh, bike and for what it does. And also um, we use it uh, in OPEX gyms and uh, in CCP, our education platform. Um, and we do have a course on it, um, uh, education around the ear bike. And that's also why we like Assault. And uh, hopefully we can uh, partner up with those folks in the future where uh, maybe I can leverage them being a sponsor, hey, on the podcast, how about that? So I just planted that seed. Well, it started with, these. this interval started with that uh, the assault bike um, years back and the practice of that when we really had it in front of us. The concept of 30 seconds super hard five minutes rest times five um, really wasn't done in multiple different forms in strength conditioning. I would say that it was largely done as a mistake. It could have been done in some specific areas but that whole real true power potential of trying to find that nice balance of not having the capabilities of expressing that power again was not done that often. You can imagine just in a track and field world where people could go super fast um, or sorry, let's call them the sprinters. Um, if they did 30 seconds all out, um, they need a lot more than five minutes to get the same dose response unless you were just doing it for lactate shuffling or lactate, you know, uh, awareness, but then you had the chance of suffering injuries when you get into multiple repeats. Then you have an endurance athlete doing 30 seconds all out guns a blazing. Um, there's no way they're going to need five minutes rest when they go with 30 seconds all out. So, um, it was mostly done just out of mistake, really. Um, and uh, I'm not going to say that we were the first people that did it, but in the early 2000s, we were doing it on flywheel bikes um, and those air bikes. And we were practicing this just because of the practice of energy system training. And then more often, as we practice this thing um, of the 30 seconds super hard, um, you know, we started to see the positives and the negatives of that dose response that I'll get into. And that was really in 2005, 2006. Um, and then it really turned into, I guess over time, kind of a science. Um, and I proposed those kind of ideas, not just for the flywheel bike, but all different modalities for 
what I consider um, OPEC's uh, CCP energy system training and also OPEC's uh, CCP mixed modal energy system training, which have slight changes. Um, to be very quick on what we believe in on that, uh, we believe for different reasons um, that uh, anaerobic training should be done from power towards endurance in a progressive manner. Um, it should be dosed appropriately for the client and it should be dosed appropriately for the specific event. And it does go into more in depth than that, but that's our beliefs based upon it. Um, and then up to today, we use it uh, as big dogs coaches with our clients. Um, I say less frequently, um, but we do do it at specific times to build on this uh, lactate training. I'm specifically talking to you about today more around just the design itself, because I'll do this every now and then to pick out a specific workout so you can just hammer on the aspects of it and practice it and play with it and give it to others and then see how it feels. Um, and then maybe give me feedback and, uh, and we can have more questions around it. But um, I wanted to specifically do the, let's call it the short, short track um, hacking model of it. And I'll teach you how to do that for the next couple of weeks um, with this 30 seconds on, uh, five minutes off times five uh, repeats. Um, and why the assault bike? Well, I'm doing it specifically for today just for this conversation because I don't want to make it too complex. Because when you change modalities, as an example, I said dumbbell unders for 30 seconds or skier for 30 seconds versus versa climber for 30 seconds versus assault bike for 30 seconds. Um, it's within mixed mold. I explained this. It's probably a 45-minute conversation chapter on the power time curve of different modalities. Um, but every modality has a different power time curve. And if every modality has a different power time curve, then time doesn't dictate dose response. I know that will blow some people's minds, but that's the power of learning inside a mixed modal and just actually coaching it. And it's the secret ingredient that I think mixed modal coaches do know that a lot of sport uh, performance coaches do not know. They know time, but they don't know the modality differences and what that leads to the dose response in those different times. Um, so that's why I choose the assault bike because you're really gonna get the biggest dose effect for the most people uh, with that machine, most people. Um, I will discuss who it's not going to work for. Um, the prescription, you have to personalize it. What I mean by that, <clears throat> you obviously have to change the seat position down or up or front or back to meet the height demands and weight demands um, and length of limbs demands. But you also have to ensure the person knows the intent. Um, as an example, for someone who's super powerful, those remember Danny Nichols or a really powerful individual like that, I'll just describe him. Um, you know, he could, he could just do a shit ton of work really explosively kind of a bigger individual. It <clears throat> doesn't have to be a male or female to do that, but they can be really powerful. Um, then you probably want to describe it as going hard, you know, for 30 seconds. And that description may be called 97%. So the person is like, okay, it's not, it's not guns ablaze. It's like, no, it's not guns ablaze. Whereas for another individual, you have more of a low enemy, uh, possibly female, uh, possibly a more dampened uh, individual, um, and they are, let's say, more endurance in essence, uh, you may want to say go 110% every interval. And that's what I mean by personalizing this prescription. Um, because if you don't do that effectively, um, you won't get the right response. People have to be strong enough to express this power, and they also have to have a, a quite of a capability of an aerobic system to recover from each of these pieces. Although five minutes uh, seems like a lot, it's not a lot for someone who won, has a poor aerobic system, either from lack of training or just shitty lifestyle, or two, <clears throat> they have a poor aerobic system from not training it, and meaning that they haven't, you know, increased the uh, the motor control and the coordination required for the mitochondria to work effectively over time, or for them to be really aerobic. So if they do this, um, you just have to know what that's going to be like. And I say 
personalizing it, meaning that when you give this to individuals, I am going to briefly say that you should be giving it twice a week uh, for two to three weeks, depending upon um, how close you are to the competition right now, because I don't know when you're going to hear this. Um, so, you know, twice a week, two to three times a week, uh, sorry, for two to three weeks, and you're specifically doing it as a hack right now. Um, and that's just why I wanted to discuss it at this point in time. And you just want to make sure that um, it's done at the end of a training session. And the only thing that you do at the, after these intervals is really easy recovery work. You probably want to do 20 minutes on the flywheel bike or 20 minutes of walking or 20 minutes of swimming or 20 minutes of ski erg and, and rowing and jump rope combined. Really easy aerobic work, not that uh, eccentric uh, dominant um, because it's going to help basically move blood around. And uh, there's other things may happen, but that's the main thing that's going to occur by you doing that. So you want to do it um, at the end of a session as an example. Let's say you do some skills to warm up. You do a little conditioning piece. You do some weightlifting. Um, you do some muscle endurance training. And, and then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm almost at the end of my workout. You can actually dose this in place. <clears throat> the warm-up for it is that you want to ensure that people um, have the stored energy available in order to express this for 30 seconds. So your actual format of workout that I just explained to you might be a warm-up enough to get people prepared for this, but don't make that assumption. So in most cases, you will have to tell people to do these little five to eight second bursts um, at 90, 95, and 100%, and take about a minute rest between each of them before they get into doing these intervals. That's gonna do two things. It's gonna get that CP system ready to rock and roll to know how much of an activation it has to have, and then secondly, it's going to tell you what pace they should be at for 30 seconds because the pace they're going to be at for 30 seconds is going to be slightly less than what they just expressed for that 5 to 8 seconds. I hope that made sense. So you can track that on RPMs or wattage, but uh, you're going to be capable then of uh, prescribing that effectively for it. And you only want to do a couple of hits on that. For some people, it could actually only be one. Uh, Danny Nichols was an example. I'll just repeat him as an avatar, but as a person. We only needed one little hit of that. Um, and then he would go to, you know, some kind of fair and, and win an assault bike just because he got like 50 plus cows in 30 seconds or something like that. I'll let you sit on that one for a second just to understand how powerful that is. So the warm-up needs to be very short only to wake the CP system up and also to get them an idea based upon pace. And uh, I'll just repeat it again. That should be placed at the end of a training session. Okay, if you do doubles, I'd highly suggest that you do it at the end of the day. And then every time when you do it, whether you have to do it in the morning, you have to do it in the evening, and even if it is in the morning and it's a double, you have to follow that up with a subsequent easy aerobic work session. Okay, um, that's, the, that's the downside of this kind of dose response. Um, as a general prescription, it will lead to drops in power, proprioception, and it will, you know, I would like to say, create some compensations in aerobic capacity. And uh, for the right person at the right time, it could be effective. But for the way I'm prescribing it here today, I would suggest you take maybe 36 to 48 hours before you do something that's really intensive again, okay? So as an example, you can place this on Tuesday and Saturday and having an off day on Wednesday and Sunday. And on the Wednesday and Sunday, I want you to do two or three sessions that are aerobic in nature that are really easy, okay? And it could be 30 to 90 minutes based upon your experience, um, and that'll help you recover from those pieces. I'm still going to get you to do, even if you did this on a Tuesday night and a Saturday night, I am going to get you to do 20 minutes after these pieces such that you can uh, basically move blood effectively um, and make sure you're doing it uh, the right way. Fueling for it. Well, uh, you may not need, as I said, um, 
or fueling, I should say, as it wraps around it. Uh, you're not going to be doing any intra-workout fueling for this. Uh, if anything, maybe some sips of water with electrolytes or some sweet tasting kind of uh, fluid can be effective. Uh, not big gulps of it in terms of total macronutrients, but just for taste, that sweet sensation can certainly make some effect on your perceptions of fatigue, especially in these really hard events. For those of you who haven't done this before and you're super powerful, if you gulp a lot of gulp a lot of shit, you're probably going to be throwing it up. I shit you not. So just be careful how much you're taking on during the session. And you don't want very expensive amino acids and all that shit all over the floor. So be cautious of doing that. Uh, fueling prior to this, not that important. Um, I mean, I don't want you super fasted. You probably won't, don't want to do a uh, seven, eight hour fast prior to this, uh, just basically to get you in a depraved state for, you know, I don't know why you would do that. Just certain reasons why you might. Um, at this point in time, but I hope that you are fueled up 90 minutes prior with um, maybe 20 grams of protein that's uh, easily digested as well as uh, 30 to 40 grams of carbs. And that uh, has very low fat and low fiber, and it's certainly getting you ready to rock and roll so you have enough amino acid present to withstand um, the muscle protein breakdown. Not that you're concerned about your lean mass, but just about the CNS. And you're allowing yourself to have enough fuel that's handy along with your blood um, and inside the muscles and your organs uh, just in case you get into that depleted state. And that should be enough, folks, for the kind of fueling. Post, it may change up a tiny bit. So post, you may want to increase, to be very simple in the prescription, you may want a little bit more liquid carbohydrate in that post-workout window. Um, you're not, Because uh, I'm assuming you're not in a superior lactate bath at the end of this. Um, you are going to, it's going to feel like you are, but in, in, in reality, uh, you're not. Um, don't mean to, you know, change that up on your mind. It may, you, some of you may feel like a piece of shit, um, but you're really not in that bad of a place. But you will need to have um, sugars in the post-workout window of a larger extent. Or just I'm going to ask you to remind you to do that, okay? So I would do the 20 minutes recovery after. Let your gut calm down. And when you feel like you're back to being right, R-I-G-H-T. Um, I don't know why I said it as if it was going to be W-R-I-T-E. When you're back to feeling right after that bike, um, you want to take it in. You want to take in some more sugars. So don't be hesitant on... Uh, pumping a whole bunch of ton of sugars in after you do that. Um, uh, the ordering in the day is important, um, but I, and I'll talk about the why. Um, so there's an acute response uh, during this, and this is not the time to do this. You know, I'll give you an example. You know how you got to do like a Metcon, you got to do a heavy load lift. Um, you don't want to do it through this format because um, this really what you're trying to get from this from this 30 second assault bike. Uh, five minutes rest times five, you're truly just getting it for the uh, metabolic response, okay? Now, if you wanted to apply the sport-specific scenario of fatigue and then going into lifting, that should have been done in the in a training session probably on the day prior um, or after that rest day, okay? That's when I suggest you put it into play. This is specifically, you're just trying to get it not for like, oh man, I, I feel what it's like to go hard on the assault bike because you're not carrying over the contraction speed rate um, or the force output, or even the tempo that's on the bike, because it's not going to look anything like that in a competitive setting. You know, uh, I mean, I always say this, but uh, it's never going to happen where you're going to see a one-minute assault bike as this as a test in the open. You can just imagine that, right? So um, you're never going to really have to have that tempo as a skill, right? So what you're using this for in the assault bike, you're using it strictly for a dose response. You want to get the metabolic response from this. And yes, we are searching to go into that shitty place, um, and we're doing it with the with the idea in mind of not pushing way too much into a lactate bath, but more about just um, getting that hypoxic scenario 
such that we naturally make your mitochondria have to work a little better because your O2 levels uh, get so low in the periphery. Um, and this can be done through this, you know, what I call lactic power training. Um, it's well known. Um, well, I'm going to say it's known within my circles and, and our practice of it. Um, before the concept of using amoxie or before the concept of you know, asking questions on uh, O2 hemoglobin differences uh, within this hypoxic environment, we would practice underwater swimming at a high intensity um, for 50 meters or as long as possible. And we used to practice putting on even you know, um, indirect measures of um, O2 measurements um, by a handheld device and asking people to go into these lactic power scenarios and we'd see those scores uh, for O2 get down like to the 80s and high 70s even in some cases, which in a medical terms that would be close to death, but um, it's probably what you're gonna be getting even in an EWAT situation. We used to practice as well, exercise without oxygen over at uh, the Rain Tree Lab. And, um, and that was medically supervised, of course, because it uh, really pulls your O2 levels down and how much you have capable of using to a really low level. Um, and these power sets will do the same thing. They will actually get you to that level. Um, as a side note, if you want to practice this, I would ask you to make it supervised when you do it, but you can actually practice taking in some big breaths, doing almost like a hypoxic breathing scenario um, prior to the 30 seconds, and then getting to a, a place of real good comfort, you know, taking in a big breath through your nose, and then holding your breath as you start the set. Now that's an advanced way of doing it. You're essentially going to have to open your mouth and try to start breathing after 15 seconds or so anyways but the, it sets you up really powerfully to get as much power as possible and that metabolic adaptation as well as get you into a uh, more of a hypoxic scenario. And this is hypoxia without a hypercaptic situation, which would be similar if you wore a mask during this, um, which still doesn't make sense to me why people were on board with that, um, because it essentially in my mind just you know killed brain cells. But you will have a great opportunity for you to get down to those low O2 levels. And I'm just making an assumption. And it's not gonna, it's possibly not gonna happen, but it just might. Uh, you may get some shit happening down at your cells that certainly helps you for your aerobic capacity over time. So this is how some of this anaerobic training is good, why I call it uh, sometimes a help for the aerobic booster, because it does have not only direct impacts on raising threshold, but it can preliminarily at the cell level with these repeats act on um, strengthening the mitochondria and, it, and allowing us essentially to use O2 and ATP uh, more effectively. And so that's how you want to organize it in that training session. Um, and I just gave you some insight for the day as to why you want to put it at the end of the day. It's simply because of what it's going to offer to that acute response of, uh, you know, uh, the possible lactate accumulation. When we did measure this, it, uh, it for any of you who are just interested in the measurements of it, um, We'd have post-exercise heart rates um, get to their, probably at 90% of their total max. And this would happen at, at maybe uh, 45 seconds or 50 seconds. So that would mean 20 seconds after the working set, um, we would get the heart rates to that levels. And I've seen um, um, lactate pro scores or the, the 10 second lactate pro scores um, or millimoles of lactate get to uh, 15 to 22 uh, in this window for repeated efforts. And then, um, which would be of interest to those people who are measuring it all the time, I've seen some of these scores uh, go down in subsequent sets. Um, and that, of course, goes back to the concept on the lactate balance point and fuel usage for these individuals, um, just for those who are interested in, in the, the physiology response uh, based upon that. 
Um, Pre-comp dosing and then who it would not work for. This last two things we'll talk about before I get out of here and hopefully you can practice it. Um, so in a pre-comp period, which is, depending upon when you listen to this, is coming up, um, the only thing that I'm going to ask you to do is to still put it at the end of those two sessions twice a week and only do two pieces. For those people who need to keep a maintenance of power, I know that's a very loose term, but if you feel you have clients that need to maintain power throughout the open, you can dose this one time on a Wednesday. And on that Wednesday, you want to do two hits of this. 30 seconds, truly all out, five minutes break times two. Um, that's a very <clears throat> generalized prescription, but it will help keep that system active. Because remember, the open itself, either done Friday and Monday, might activate that system and it might not. So you may have someone who goes into muscle endurance fatigue or basically just gets a, um, you know, a CP failure, right? So they're just their CNS is the main fatiguing point and only a percentage of the lactate system is used. That you never know what's going to happen. So by having lower volume in the pre-comp period of these sets, it'll uh, attenuate and effectively um, ask this system to still be present when you get into those shitty metabolic settings. So that's the reason why, of course, we do anaerobic builds in a perfect world, um, is to get people recognizing this metabolic adaptation and stress adaptation for the, honestly, the, the shitty shit shit that arises in threshold inside of the open training. Um, who it wouldn't work for? Um, it's gonna work for people who are not powerful enough um, it's also going to work for people who are tired. Um, it's going to work for people who are low carb and are doing intense fitness. Um, it's it's uh, not going to work for also, let's see, super powerful people. Like super powerful people, you're probably going to use it for a different reason. You're probably going to use it as a, as a dampening, right? You're probably going to need even more sets of it just to get them into such a dampened state so you actually decrease um, their ability to be super um, intensive. Um, and I get lengthened it up, but I hope that makes sense. You want to you want to take them away from, you know, exploding. So how do you do that? You basically have to dampen them so that coming in they don't just uh, blow everything out of the water. Um, and so you want to ensure that people are strong enough in order to be able to do this. Um, if you if you're if they're not strong enough to express it, don't worry about it. Um, if you're scared that you can't use this tool and you think it's like a secret ingredient now, don't worry about it. Um, just make sure that. Um, you're still offering the correct pace and the modalities that should be inside at this time of year for your uh, high threshold aerobic intervals, right? What I mean by that is that you could very well um, be fit enough or not be strong enough and doing three to four minutes on of bar muscle ups and hang power snatch with a light weight and doing it aerobically at a really high rate um, could be, <clears throat> of course, a great training for the open, right? So you're not getting into a true lactate area um, as I said, that could be just enough, right? It could be enough for you to, excuse me, <coughs> I hope that wasn't too loud. It could be enough for you um, to offer the correct pace and the right kind of metabolic experience you need um, in order to get into uh, the open. So that prescription today uh, was brought to you by Remarkable. It's a great little unit, comes with a pen and, and uh, changes on the pen. And uh, you also noticed indirectly that Assault Bike and... Uh, was uh, sponsoring this today. And uh, I hope you can take that prescription of 30 seconds, guns blazing, five minutes rest times five and put it to action. Uh, you know that it has to be personalized, of course. Um, you know how to warm up for it, the dose effect, why you would do it, the fueling around it, the ordering of it, uh, how you're gonna dose it pre-comp, and then who it is and who's not gonna work for. 
and uh, go out there and uh, make it happen. Give me some feedback. Uh, you could uh, uh, give us a like or a thumbs up or however we do that. Um, I'd appreciate it. Um, check me out. <laughs> check me out. Check me out on Instagram, man. Um, I won't be uh, standing on a balcony uh, showing off my naked body and uh, promoting a sport, but I will be um, on there uh, giving, uh, giving exercises um, just based on what I do every day and uh, sharing some information so we could uh, you know, grow the sport. And um, check out Big Dogs, thebigdogs.com. You can see what we're up to there. Um, and there's so many other things. Take care. Thank you.